It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. History tells the story of the world and of our lives. Sometimes that history goes bump in the night. Broadcasting from the center of oddity and the supernatural in central Florida, it's the History Goes Bump podcast. spectacular people welcome to the history ghost bump podcast ghost tours for the theater of the mind i am your host diane and this is denise and today is the last day of road trip 2015 we are traveling through tennessee we spent last night in nashville and did a ghost tour in nashville had a really good time there checking out the historic sites and getting to know a little bit more about music city what was your impression of nashville again a place i definitely want to go back to and it was really neat i was just all the old buildings were so pretty and people may or may not know but nashville is the capital of tennessee so the capitol building is there it's a really unique structure we'll talk about that in a little bit but we like to start off with telling you a little bit about the history of nashville as is the case with most places in america the first settlers in the area were native americans and nashville dates back quite a bit The first Native Americans here were considered to be part of the Mississippian culture, and they were here between 800 and 1600 A.D., and they were mound builders like a lot of the more ancient Native American tribes. After they got done having their time here, other tribes moved into the area that you would know a little bit better. They're known by the names Cherokee, Chickasaw, and the Shawnee, and they used to use this area as a hunting ground. The area was very rich for hunting and vegetation because it was in a river area. The Spanish were the first Europeans to come through here. Hernando de Soto was the first to come to the Nashville area. He basically was passing through, so he didn't set up any settlements. But French fur traders came in, and they did. We heard a little bit about them when we were in St. Charles. They established a trading post in Nashville in 1717. The fur traders did come and go, and eventually their settlement disappeared. Then some other men came in. James Robertson and John Donaldson came through from North Carolina. These two men built a log stockade in 1779, and this became known as Fort Nashboro. It was named for General Francis Nash, and he became famous during the American Revolution. A lot of the settlers didn't call the fort by that name, and there's no permanent records that really show that, but there are a couple of court records that indicate that this was called Nashboro. And it makes sense that it was originally called Nashboro because that would say Nash Village, which would become Nashville. Nashville was not only a port area, it also was well known for being a place to grow and transport cotton. Nashville had not only slaves, but there were free black men here as well. The state of Tennessee got its statehood in 1796, and Nashville 
became a charter city in 1806. One of the most well-known residents of Nashville was President Andrew Jackson. And his stuff is all over the place in Nashville. There are buildings that are named for him. Of course, his home, the Hermitage, is in Nashville. And there's also the Hermitage Hotel, which is named for his home. And that is a very haunted place, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. Andrew Jackson's homestead also is apparently haunted. Andrew Jackson really got a lot of his notoriety during the War of 1812. He was a general during that. He became known as a hero, but to some people he may not be as heroic because he did do a lot of... mm, I don't know if you want to call it anti-Native American type of things. He did force a lot of Indians off their land. And on a previous podcast, one of our This Day in Histories was about the Battle of New Orleans. And just to refresh people's memories, or for those of you who didn't hear about it, this was a battle, it was one of the final battles of the War of 1812, and it didn't actually need to be fought. What happened is we had both sides were gathered, ready to go to battle, But a treaty had been signed, so the War of 1812 was over. Unfortunately, because we didn't have fax machines or internet or any kind of easy, quick messaging, the people who were in New Orleans didn't know the war was over, and they ended up having a battle. And a lot of people lost their lives, and a lot of people were slaughtered during this that didn't need to be. So it was quite a shame that this battle even took place. But General Jackson was a hero of that war. Tennessee was the last state to join the Confederacy, and they did this in 1861. And Nashville immediately became a target for the Union to go after, particularly because they were on the Cumberland River, and the Union could see what a great spot that would be if they could take control. The main defending site in Nashville was Fort Donelson, and it fell on February 16, 1862, and then Nashville was one of the first state capitals to fall into Union hands. Nashville did recover from the Civil War. Obviously, we all know that today. And it became a really popular and important trade center. And then it grew into what we know as Music City. Nashville's earliest settlers loved to play the fiddle. And that was some of the first stuff that was done in Nashville. This was in the 1700s. They also participated in something called buck dancing. The Fisk Jubilee Singers were the first famous group to come out of Nashville. They traveled around the world, even performing for the Queen of England. And she stated that the Fisk Jubilee Singers must come from the Music City. So that kind, that term basically came from the Queen of England. The Ryman Auditorium can be found in Nashville, as well as the Grand Old Opry. And this is where the blues and country and folk singing all got its start. The Grand Old Opry started on WSM Radio in 1925. And this is what really put Nashville on the map in present day as a music center. And Nashville to this day is known as the songwriting capital of the world. So that's just a little bit, a brief history of Nashville and its beginnings. Of course, last night we went on a ghost tour and had a great time. Denise, out of all of the sites that we went to, what was your favorite? It was the Skull's Rainbow Room. That was really neat. And the story behind it, although it was tragic, was, was a neat story as well. And so that was, that was probably my favorite site on the tour, although all of it was very interesting. Anybody who's really been anybody when it comes to country music and even into rock have performed at the Rainbow Room. And it was everybody from Sammy Davis Jr. to the Patsy Kleins. These were the people you performed at Skull's 
Rainbow Room. This is a building that has been around for years and years and years. And after Skulls died, it was closed down and it just recently reopened. And I could tell you last night when we were passing through, it was hopping. And they had some great music coming out of there. Denise, why don't you share with everybody a little bit about who Skulls was and what happened to him? Well, Skulls was a local guy who really believed in getting musicians going as they were starting out and so he carried around money with him all the time and he would just give them to these struggling artists that were just playing on the street to give them a chance to to make music happen for them and so that was kind of his mo and he was known for that and um, what happened is some guys had asked him for the money but it wasn't how he liked to give it it was just very shady what they were doing and he wouldn't give them the money and so they ended up killing him they slit him from uh, right across his throat from ear to ear with a broken bottle they um, took his money and left and so he he basically bled out they couldn't get there in time because nobody known he'd been attacked and Skulls was great friends with a lot of musicians and one of his best friends was Tammy Wynette who if you don't know who she is she sang the song Stand By Your Man and when Tammy heard that they had rushed Skulls to the hospital She went and sang by his bedside until he did finally pass away. It really devastated the people there because he was one of those, as Denise said, he helped to get a lot of these people up and going and was very free-flowing with giving them money to help them get started. I think my favorite location last night was probably the state capitol. This location is very haunted, and specifically, it's haunted by two of the designers of the capitol. These were two very different men, had very different ideas about how the capitol should be built, They didn't like each other, and they fought constantly. One of them was into putting domes on a capital. The other liked to make towers. And I believe it was Strickland was the name of the man who liked to make towers. He designed a lot of the buildings that you'll see in downtown Nashville. Any building down there that looks like it has a tower to it, which is kind of like a a column rather than a dome at the top of a building, that's his design. And there's churches down there that he's done and other famous buildings. When Strickland passed away... He wanted to be buried there in the Capitol, so they put him in one of the wings. Well, when the other guy died, he got buried in the other wing. So both of these men who didn't like each other and fought all during the time that they were alive about the Capitol building are both buried on either end of the Capitol. So you can imagine that there's some strife going on in the afterlife. And indeed, a lot of security people and other people who've been in the building have witnessed a lot of paranormal events. One security guard even saw what looked like a rock being thrown through the air. He couldn't see where it was coming from. And then he said it was almost like a catcher had put their mitt up in the air, caught the rock before it hit the grave that was Strickland's, and dropped to the ground. So he imagined that the one guy was throwing the rock over to hit the grave of the other one, and that one batted it down. There are also security guards who've been walking the premises that have heard two men arguing with each other. When they call for backup or go to investigate, they find no one. There also are strange occurrences where lights go on and off. Andrew Jackson had a wife named Rachel. For people who haven't heard about this, this is one of those scandalous tales out there. Rachel was married to another man. She didn't really care for him. She'd married him when she was young. She was only 18. And she decided she didn't want to be married to him anymore. So she'd asked him for a divorce. At the same time, she's met the great General Andrew Jackson. Big personality. She falls in love with him. She gets the divorce from her husband, signs the papers. 
Her husband moves away to Mississippi, but nothing gets filed. Nothing goes through formerly. She marries Andrew Jackson. But guess what? She's not divorced from her first husband yet. General Jackson is very prominent in the Nashville area, and he's wealthy. So they get invited to all kinds of big social events, and Rachel becomes a popular socialite. Nobody knows her secret. She doesn't even really know. Eventually, it does come out. (gasps) she's still married to her first husband, and she's now married to Andrew Jackson. She's married to two men. Well, you can imagine back in the day, it would be pretty scandalous now. Back then, there was no way that was okay. She was ostracized, pushed out of social events, and she ended up having to stay at their home at the Hermitage. She could no longer go out and be around the people or be social anymore. Andrew and Rachel also had a child who passed away. So Rachel fell into a horrible depression. They're not sure how she died. I'm wondering if it wasn't at her own hand and they just never said. But Andrew Jackson had been elected president. He was getting ready to go to his inauguration. The day before they're to leave, Rachel passes away. Very heartbreaking. She has loved Nashville. They think that she might actually haunt the Capitol building as well, even though it was built, what did he say, 10 years after? Something like that. So it was probably about 10 years after she passed away, the Capitol building was built. And in the one tower, it's that's got windows around it and there's lights and you can see into it. And people swear that they see her up there sometimes. It looks like what would be the silhouette that she would have given off. So they think that Rachel might be haunting there. She also haunts their Hermitage homestead as well. Now, speaking of the Hermitage, the first place that we stopped on our tour was at the Hermitage Hotel. This is a beautiful old building. This was one of those hotels like we've talked about in other podcasts where all the stars came to. Greta Garbo. I, I don't remember what other stars got. There was a lot of them, but I do remember that a major, like a lot of our presidents, U.S. presidents, have also stayed at the Hermitage. And there were a lot of other dignitaries that had been there. One of the haunting tales that we were told about it happens on the ninth floor, which is the very top of the hotel. Do you want to tell that story, Denise? One of the bell, bellmen was taking some luggage up to the ninth floor, and he heard a baby crying. And it was just crying and crying and crying. So he's, he wondered if the people were in there. He's knocking on the door. No answer. And so he was like hearing the baby. And so he kept knocking on the door. And he finally went ahead and went in. When he got into the room, there was no crib, no baby, nobody at all. And they said he just ran down the stairs. He didn't even bother to take the elevator. Ran down nine flights of stairs, gave them his bell cap, his keys, and left. And they never saw him again. Also, Rachel Jackson reportedly haunts the hotel as well. She loved to play the piano. They have a piano in the hotel, and it has been heard playing by itself at times, and they wonder if it isn't her. A female in antebellum clothes has also been seen wandering on the first floor and the second floor. Never goes above the second floor, not sure why, but they wonder that could be Rachel, or there was a couple who was staying, I believe, on the eighth floor. This husband and wife were having some problems. She had gone away for a while. When she came back, she discovered that her husband was having an affair on her. She ended up hanging herself in the Hermitage, I believe in the elevator shaft. So they think that this woman also could be possibly the female ghost they see haunting the Hermitage. 
As we mentioned earlier, there was a building there called the Ryman Auditorium, and this is where a lot of people have gone to perform all the way down to nowadays. You've got Alanis Morissette, Billy Joel have performed there. This is like the place to go perform. It's similar in stature to the Grand Old Opry. The Ryman Auditorium was built by a man who was basically a scoundrel at one time. He was a drinker, gambler, a womanizer, just a really bad guy. And then he found God. So what he decided to do was to build a church. His name was Captain Tom Ryman. It was just a one-story church. Later on, a second story was built on. Captain Ryman grew up in Chattanooga and then moved to Nashville with his family when he was 19. The building was originally called the Union Gospel Tabernacle. It took seven years to build and cost about $100,000. After Ryman passed away in 1904, it was suggested that the building be named for him and it was soon renamed the Ryman Auditorium. Captain Ryman loved the building so much that he reportedly still stays there. And they've had all kinds of activity that has happened there, from lights going on and off to the electrical equipment, the sound equipment, the lights being played with. There have been full-bodied apparitions seen. There's also a belief that a singer passed away there as well. I can't remember if she had committed suicide or I'm assuming that's what had happened. There was a group of radio people out of New York who didn't believe that the Ryman Auditorium was haunted. I don't know if it was a country music station, but they decided that they were going to come down and disprove the haunting at the Ryman Auditorium. So they stayed overnight. By the next morning, they were reporting to all of their New York listeners that the Ryman Auditorium was indeed haunted. During the middle of the night, they experienced a haunting, which included dust coming down from the rafters as if somebody was scratching across it. They could hear the footsteps and the dust falling down as the footsteps went above their heads. They didn't see anybody anywhere. They investigated. They also had some other experiences. So they had no doubt that there was somebody there they couldn't see. Also at the Ryman, our guide had mentioned that there's a lot of people who believe that there's a curse there as well. So not only hauntings, but a curse. And a lot of the people who have played there have ended up losing their lives. He kind of joked that that's why he does his stuff from the outside of the Ryman and doesn't try to get in there because there's a lot of people because of the curse they believe die after being part of the Ryman Auditorium. I can't remember all the names. He listed off a bunch of names. But I know that Patsy Klein was one of them, that she died fairly close to after she performed at the Ryman. When we were at the Capitol building, we also saw the grave of James Polk. He was one of our presidents. He had a homestead there in Nashville as well. It no longer exists. It was torn down. So they moved his grave and his wife's grave up on the hill. And apparently they are not at rest. And their apparitions have been seen near the Capitol there, near his gravesite. And as a matter of fact, what people may not know is that James Polk was one of our shortest presidents. When he came into a room, nobody could see him. So when you hear the president's anthem being played, which is Hail to the Chief, that started with James Polk because nobody could see him. So they had to play something so that people knew he was entering the room. And now to this day, Hail to the Chief is played anytime a president enters a room. Another fun fact, Maxwell House originated in... Nashville. They had a hotel that was called the Maxwell House. It isn't at the location that it was in the past. It's been moved to another location. But one of the interesting tales about this is 
they made coffee as well. Another president, Teddy Roosevelt, was in town and he decided to have some coffee. Now he was a drinker. We all know Teddy liked to have a lot of fun. So he put some of the alcohol, I think it was bourbon, makes sense because we're in the bourbon area, into the coffee. And when he got done drinking that coffee, Denise, what did he say? That was good to the last drop. And now today we all know that the little byline that goes with Maxwell House is good to the last drop. That's thanks to Teddy Roosevelt. Well, that's just a little bit about the hauntings there in Nashville. We encourage you guys to check it out if you're ever in the area. We're glad you joined us for this broadcast. We're going to be home. We'll be back to our regular episodes. Hopefully we have enough storage for another. It's going to be a brief one if we do, but we'll try to get in one more episode before the end of the month, but we've loaded up our uh, storage bin, so I don't know if we'll have enough, but we'll try if we can. I've been your host, Diane. And this has been Denise. You take care now. Bye-bye.